Well, here we are in the beginning, the first Sunday in 2024. And Heidi read to you that word from Genesis, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The Gospel of Mark is our reading, a gospel that begins the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So it is, we begin in the beginning. In the beginning, there's good news. There's always good news. Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. Hear the word of God. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, and with you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The ripping opens of the heaven... The Spirit descending, the voice, you are my Son, my Beloved, in whom I am well pleased. That is some baptism. That's some celebration. Don't you think, don't you know that God is delighted that his Son chose ministry? Full-time ministry. You see, Jesus, he didn't have to go into ministry. He could have stayed at home. He could have stayed being a car. He didn't have to become what he had to become. He didn't have to. He could have stayed home and, you know, continued to measure the board, to cut the board, to make the cabinet that went over the sink. Carpentry. Nothing wrong with it. Sometimes I dream about a job that when you get done with the day, you can just sit back and look at what you accomplished. I get done preaching and look at you and say, well, there's always next week. Uh, I mean, carpentry is a great job. Creation and design. He could have stayed in the carpentry business, gotten married, had a few kids, sold the business at 65, retired on the beach. Nothing wrong with that plan. But sometime in time, there was a moment for Jesus when he was between what was and what will be. I don't know if that time was just a moment or whether he struggled with it for quite a while, but there was a moment when the decision had to be made. And instead of nailing two boards together for a cabinet sink over the cabinet over the sink, he put two boards together to make for a cross. And he carried it into ministry. He would lay down his life 
for others. The repentance from what life was going to be to turning it around to a life of ministry. And God so delighted that the heavens ripped open, the Spirit descended, and God said, this is my son, this is my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. What a great thing to hear from dad. What a great thing to hear from your mom. What a great thing to hear from a friend, from anyone. Wow. You're beloved. And with you, I am well pleased. It is an exclamation that your life choice is pleasing and the life choice for Jesus ministry and God delights in ministry there's so much need for ministry I remember the mother who said I need to meet with you to, to, to talk about my to talk about my daughter if there's ever a meeting that I've had most often it is with a parent who has a child who has become addicted. I've got stories. I was dreading to hear the news, to have the appointment. The mother came into my office distraught, teary. What's wrong? I said. It's my daughter, she said. She's decided to go into ministry. <laughs> okay. No offense, but she's really, really smart, she said. <laughs> okay. No, now, now, that's a far cry from, this is my daughter. This is my beloved who made the choice of ministry, and I'm so pleased. It's such a far cry from that. But you know, as well as the mother knows, the choice of one's profession does not limit one's ministry. I'm amazed by so many of you who do what you do, who take the time to do what you do, to take a Saturday or a Sunday and put up a Habitat house, use your skills as a lawyer to help some other member in need or someone in the community in need without, without cost. I, I'm amazed by you who sleep in a church basement or try to sleep in a church basement so that those who have no home can at least sleep in a church basement. Rolling up your sleeves, giving your blood, caring upon care upon care. Many of you know that the Folk family in our church this weekend learned that they lost a parent to murder. Horrific, sad, Nightmare of a news, the beginning of a new year that no one would ever dream of. And after Chad's shared the story yesterday at his home, 
He said something to the effect of, the darkness of this event will not steal the light that is my mother. My mom, who loved the Lord and loved her family and did so much good, the darkness is no match for the light. And this, my friends, is what we call testimony. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. This is what we call ministry. And I am breathless by the one who in grief and given all that is dark in the world chooses to see light chooses to trust God, that God creates light. And I'm living for what loves. I'm living for what transforms. I'm living for what shines. I'm living for what reconciles this world. That's what rips the heavens open. Chad texted me late last night and said, the church support today has been incredible. A powerful spirit working among us. Well, what is that? It is just people who drop what they're doing. Just drop what they're doing and head into ministry. These are my children, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. As far as I can tell, in the gospel, if you look at the gospel of Mark, the ministry of Jesus, it doesn't seem all that well planned. Look, I had a plan when it came to ministry. Princeton and an associate pastor, I'll learn the ropes, I'll become a pastor, I'll get my doctorate in ministry, and then, you know, I'll retire and I'll call it a life. That's the plan for ministry. But if you look closely at Jesus' plan for ministry, it seems rather haphazard. And if you think about it, it's really quite small. Read through Mark's gospel. Jesus will be on a road to somewhere and someone will yell out at him. And then he walks up to that person and he'll mend a bone, mend a muscle. It wasn't planned. It just happened. And in a world full of broken bones and torn muscles, it's just one just one person. And then he'd take a few steps and he'd bump into someone possessed by demons and he'd speak a word. And in a demon-filled world, it's just one. Just one person. And then another day and a few more steps, he'd touch blind eyes. 
It wasn't planned. And in a world with millions of people with blind eyes, just two eyes, that's it. But you see, our story is not the millions of eyes he did not get to, but the power of the one who can make light in the darkness, ministry. Has he gotten to your eyes yet? So many people have been sharing with me that they can't watch the news anymore, can't read the paper. The darkness is so overwhelming. This we see. Has he gotten to your eyes yet? We can do nothing, do the same old, same old, moan and groan. But if we hear the waters of our baptism, if we feel the wind of the Spirit of God, which is blowing in this world like a hurricane, well, then the news coverage will have to change. There's another way to live. Good news and salvation is at hand. How? When? By walking a few feet and hearing the need. Hearing the need. What need is within a few feet of you? Maybe a friend, maybe a family member, maybe a thought. You know what? Maybe I should call her up. Check in on her. Hey, I, I'm concerned about you. Are you okay? That's it. Just a little thing. And the Spirit takes that, blows upon that. And this is my child, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. How are we going to do it? By walking a few feet and sharing with someone who doesn't have a prayer. And there are plenty of people in this city who don't have a prayer. And by that, I mean they don't pray. They don't know who to pray to. They don't believe. And yet they are so lonely. And guess what, folks? It's time for us to shine. Because this prayer life, this God we have, means everything to us. And we can't keep that light under a bushel. And we have to give them a prayer. It's called ministry. These are my children in whom I am well pleased. How are we doing? How are we going to do it? We're going to stop eating the candy and we're going to stop drinking the Kool-Aid that is addicting and killing this world. We're going to stop. It does not belong in the church, and it does not belong in this world. And we know what it is. We know what it is. But instead, we're going to eat and drink that. And what that is is sacrifice.
that is, is ministry. How are we going to do it? One person at a time. Darkness is nothing to light. Nothing. Oh. The church, he wrote, so incredible today. So incredible. What a spirit. This is my child, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased.